Welcome to the MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust podcast on writing great grants. We're a private nonprofit foundation serving the Pacific Northwest, and for more than 44 years, we've awarded more than $1 billion in grants to organizations that serve and support our local communities. On this podcast, we want to share insights and information to help nonprofits flourish and thrive in order to serve the common good. On today's episode, our host, Steve Moore, the executive director of the Murdoch Trust, sits down with Lauren Dunlop to talk about project planning. Lauren is one of the Trust's extremely talented program directors. She joined the Trust about five years ago after an extensive career supporting nonprofit and community groups through the grants process with roles at organizations like the Oregon Criminal Justice Commission, the University of Nebraska Medical Center, and the Regional Arts and Culture Council. Enjoy the conversation. Today we want to talk about project planning and strategic planning and why that is so important to an organization, but also uh, to a particular project that someone may want to uh, ask for support uh, from a foundation such as the Burdock Trust. So Lauren, let's jump right in. You bet. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Why, why is it so important for an organization to be strategic and thoughtful uh, whenever they're planning a potential project and a, a grant application to support that. Why is planning important? Well, planning takes resources. Planning takes time. Planning takes people. And it's expensive. It can have some expense to it. So when you are looking at your core mission, it's often that these projects are born out of and should support the core mission of the organization. And so when a good project comes to us, it's often, and it should be, um, it should be supported by the strategic plan that ultimately supports the mission of the organization. So planning is something that we look at quite carefully when an organization comes to us with a project. Um, And it takes different forms. Whether you're planning for building a brand new 20,000-foot square foot building, new museum, for example, or you're planning to hire your first paid staff, or you're planning to purchase some equipment for a radio station, there is a roadmap that you should lay in front of you before you decide exactly all the pieces you're going to put together. Yeah, that's a great one. And I love that you've got a roadmap right here in the with us that you're looking at, kind I, of as a visual prop uh, reminder. I do. I, I feel like um, planning is like unfolding a roadmap. With each section you unfold, you see more of the picture. And by the f- time you finish unfolding the map, you see the whole picture. You may have had some detours. You may have had some help along the way. But it's a good visual, and it's a good reminder that it's uh, it's with careful planning that you eventually get from point A to point B. Yeah, I, I want to really emphasize what you uh, pointed out early on, and that is connecting these uh, plans, a project, directly to the mission. Because really the projects and programs that an organization does are the expression of the mission. And oftentimes people are so busy doing the work of the organization, they just don't have the time. And we hope that our grant application process provides the time and the space, the questions and the thinking to help uh, organizations to plan. So uh, maybe you could mention, what are some of the questions 
that an organization should ask as they began and, and guide their planning? So the overarching question, and sometimes this is informed depending on the project itself. For example, if you were taking on a large project like the building of a new museum, part of that planning might be or should be perhaps a market study, which essentially tells you, should we do this? Is there a need? Um, From there, you can go forward and find out should if if the answer to that question is yes, then perhaps a feasibility study helps you with another part of the planning, which is do we have the support from our family of supporters, from the foundations, government, and general public? So those are two really good planning tools to help inform those questions. But you don't you when you start the planning process, what's really important, I have discovered as a program director, and my colleagues would say the same, is that you don't do planning in silos. Planning involves the, the core uh, leadership around the organization. That can be the executive team. It can be support staff, department staff. It'll be the board for sure. And then it'll also be your family of supporters, your donors, the general public. So planning shouldn't be done in silos. From the very beginning, if, there's a, if there is a strategic plan, a strategic project, I should say, that the organization is hoping to uh, bring forward, it needs to be on the table for many voices to speak into. If this doesn't happen in the beginning, it can cause some disruption, I think, along the way. Yeah, great, great point. And we often talk about project planning and execution, but it's that project planning that lays the groundwork for success, successful uh, execution. As, uh, as you think about uh, meeting with organizations, you've seen some good ones and you've seen some that were not quite prepared. What would characterize a well-planned project? Just two or three things that, that you say, I I love it when I see this in an organization. And maybe what are a couple of things that sometimes worry you when you see uh, an organization? The thing that I appreciate most is that when an organization, I would say the key thing is that they give themselves the time. In our current society, everyone wants to do everything right then and there. But really, we have to step back and give ourselves the time. And that is often when I see a successful project is that they have done that well. Is that six months? Is that 12 months? Is that two years? Whatever the case might be, that is always a key ingredient. It's never something that's shot out of the hip pocket. So that would be key. Um, Having really thoughtful people around the table and listening to everyone f- who might be involved in the project. Or, or implications to what that project may bring to their yeah. work or the organization. Yeah. Bringing in people from the outside, having those voices speak into it. I've seen that work very well with many projects. Um, and, and, so that, and that's part of the discovery process, right? Having many voices around the table. Um, Part and parcel of planning is the financial piece of it, too. Can we do this? Can we pull this off? Not just uh, the 
say, the bricks and mortar building a new museum, but can we sustain it? So we have many good tools that we employ, that we offer to organizations to use. But when I see a really well-planned uh, project come forward, they have done their homework, and they have used those tools to set forth uh, the process of getting to, like I said, from point A to point B. So that that would be probably the key to me is the the time allowed and the right people around the table and reaching out to folks in the community to make sure that it's a project that is really going to, you know, really well support the organization. Um, you asked another question. Yeah, so uh, also then you think about what is it that worries you sometimes when you're visiting with an organization and you say, oh, no, there's a, they lack some things? And some, some examples of that might be what? Well, clearly some examples that come to mind would be the sustainability of a project. It's easy enough to maybe pull the funding together to, say, build a building or hire an individual but if they don't plan for the sustainability, it's going to be failed eventually. It's not going to come off successfully. Those are often conversations that we have, the program directors at the site visit with an organization where we can see clearly in the application that that piece wasn't really developed yet. Yeah, that's great. And so oftentimes those organizations, they that's why they value the feedback from the trust, is they go back in and then they start looking at the big picture, the long haul. Oftentimes in the nonprofit community, we see uh, individuals or groups with a lot of vision and inspiration and not always so much great planning. But they kind of think, well, our our amount of vision we have and the inspiration behind our mission, that should carry us. Yeah. Uh, why is that not enough to carry you? Because in the in the end, it's a business. You have to run your organization in a sustainable business-like manner. There has to be a sustainable business model. And if that is there, then the vision can be carried forward. But vision doesn't pay salaries. Vision doesn't pay the rent. So... We often have, I call it holding up the mirror at the site visits and say, this is what we see. And and that's a great piece of what we do, I think, is that we have those conversations with organizations and we give them an opportunity to step back and think about it. So give us a, an example of an organization that you maybe recently saw receive a grant and you said they did such a great job at planning that. Oh, well, I can think of uh, a wonderful organization, Benton County, the Benton County Historical Society. Wonderful organization. It's been around for several decades. Not a gigantic organization not a, either. Not a gigantic organization. But they have an incredible uh, leadership team. The board has always been there as part of that support around the leadership team. The community is excited by the work that they do. And they systematically, over the years, built the core structure of what they needed to support that historical society and that museum, from the buildings to the endowment to now a beautiful new 
I would call it like a little jewel box museum designed by one of the more world-renowned architects or to us, well-known in the United States. And they did that in such a way that it didn't, it was really supported by the community and it is going to be such a um, asset, cultural asset, not just to that it's region. It's really an anchor institution yes. now uh, for the, the community. And in an unlikely place, you know, it's not in a huge city. It's in a beautiful campus, you know, college town. But it's, it's exciting, and um, they did a tremendous job. How important is it for an organization to know of other organizations that do similar work and to kind of learn from the successes and failures of others. It's really important, Steve. And it's one of the things as program directors, we try to be a linkster, I think. is I don't know if that's a word. It's a great word. <laughs> if it's not, it should be. So we do that, again, in our interaction with organizations. And I know all of us do that in our site visits. We'll say, hey, you know, here's an organization that's gone through exactly what you're going through. Let me connect you. Because that's where you really learn is that peer-to-peer learning, I think. People who've been in the trenches, people who've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. They are the folks that you want to connect them with. And and so that is is, is a really fun part for us as program directors is to bring organizations together. We do that often at Founder Day. We literally walk one person over to the next organization and say, you guys should talk. Yeah, that's a great example of that as well. And it's it's equally worrisome when you're meeting with a group and you ask them, uh, what have you learned from other groups? And they say, there's nobody else that's doing the amazing work that we're doing. Yes. that's That would be unusual to know that an organization is so completely unique that they have no other peer. That would be unusual and probably... Um, that's, again, where we kind of step in and say, well, you know, maybe they're not exactly like you, but I think they're similar enough that you might want to have a chat with them, you know, reach out. Yeah, and we often say that anyone who's received a grant, because uh, we list our grants on our website, anybody that's received a grant from us becomes part of the learning circle. So they can share and teach and instruct others as they uh, are working on, say, adding a development officer or planning a new capital project mm-hmm. or launching a new program. And, and we encourage and think that's an important part of the ecosystem. One of the resources we draw from, Steve, are the final reports, actually, that come in. So we receive, there's one section on our final report. It's lessons learned. So I read those, and I enjoy reading them, because then when I am meeting with another organization, I'll say, you know what? I know this organization just went through this. They hit that same wall, and here's how they resolved it. So that's a part of what we do, again, as the trust. We really help to bring a lot of information to the organizations we're working with, whether they're funded or not. Yeah, that's a great example of being a learning organization, which is another important part of that project planning and execution is to bring the learnings from prior projects into the current experiences and what you're doing as you plan uh, going forward. Uh, What would be something that you would recommend to a leader or a board, say, as they're uh, 
just launching into project planning and execution, as you think about your roadmap, what are two or three things that they should do as they plan the roadmap? Well, they might, depending again on the size of the project, um, they might involve a consultant if it's a large project. Kind of like a could, guide, someone yeah, to guide them through. Exactly. Someone to guide them through. Um, that would be, again, depending on the size of the project. I would look at things like who else has been funded in this area and how successful was it. And don't be afraid to just look at a 10-mile radius. I mean, look in the region. Look in the Pacific Northwest. There are examples of that can speak into what they're doing that can be helpful. Um, so that would be one of the suggestions. I would also think that they would want to bring their staff in and have sort of one of those discovery dis- conversations. Your staff is there to help support the mission. And sometimes, and I've been in enough site visits to know that sometimes it's recognizable that the staff hasn't been maybe on board. And that's important, I think, because that's, that's part of a good culture and, and helping the organization to, to do the work that they do. So planning, again, shouldn't be in silos. Now, admittedly, when you get down into like the real nitty-gritty of the planning, sometimes you have to have subcommittees or ad hoc committees. But in the beginning, it should be laid out for the organization, for the board, what is it that we're hoping that this project will bring to us as an organization? And then as you fold in and as you learn more, you can get more specific and have individuals kind of assigned to get more information and and to go into a little bit deeper. But the planning around another suggestion I I guess I would make too is making sure that Planning costs money, you know, and that causes stress on staff. So, again, making you're giving yourself, allowing yourself the time for the planning so it's not so concentrated that it, it just falls apart because people are so stressed they can't quite get to it. So, um, that, that would be one suggestion or a couple suggestions. So, that's great. You know, I think about just recent convenings that we've had uh, at the trust, the nonprofits working in the area of microfinance, for example, and as they connect and learn from each other all across the Pacific Northwest, they realize uh, that they've got, in a sense, partners that they can ask very specific questions of in their particular subsector that are helpful or even in an area that you work a lot with, uh, like our historic theaters and uh, arts, performing arts centers. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and you think about some of the ticketing and marketing and the work through the uh, DeVos Arts Initiative that brought together lots of arts organizations and sharing. And we're seeing the the results of that, some of the fruit of that now. A- absolutely. Um, there's... It can't be stressed enough that when you have the opportunity to bring peers into connection with each other, that there's a support system there that is priceless, really, so that those organizations know that they're not just doing this on their own, that, like you said, it's part of an ecosystem. And that is what 
really um, builds a rich uh, support for the nonprofits in our region. You need to learn what other folks are doing in your field so that you can share resources um, in, a, in an efficient way. Um, and really, the ultimate goal is to serve, is to serve more and to serve in a way that really um, lifts people up, whether that's the arts or health and human services or you know, scientific research. There's so much that these organizations are doing. Um, so the more that they can come in contact with each other, Steve, um, is, is beneficial to, us, to the whole. Yeah, and we love to see when organizations, when that light bulb goes on and they successfully execute uh, a new project or a program and the mission is fulfilled in a, in a whole new and a greater expanded way. Yeah. What, uh, we, let's talk a minute about boards. What's the role of a board of directors or board of trustees? And what would be our expectations in terms of both their part in the planning, but also the buy-in? Well, the board obviously has the oversight and the governance of the of the nonprofit, and they are there to make sure that the organization is staying on course with the mission. That uh, from the fiduciary side of things, things are uh, well managed, and so the board is key, and the board has to be engaged with the project. So from the beginning, the board should be involved and know what the project is going to do for the organization. And if they are, if they find that this is something that supports the mission, the board has to have the buy-in. The board is there because they are such a critical part of the, of the core leadership. So the board part of the planning should begin, in, in our experience, it, it should be there in the beginning. They shouldn't be brought in after things have been down the road, you know, quite a ways. Now, on a larger project, the board oftentimes will do an ad hoc committee, and they'll say, we, are, we want the committee to speak into this, to work with the staff, to work with a consultant. And then that committee comes back and, lay, and, and informs, the, you know, the full board at appropriate times along uh, the process. So, and then, of course, the board supports the organization financially. They are coming alongside the, the ED and the development department to go out there and find the support, the financial support. And they, um, one would hope, would also be supporting the organization financially um, because they believe in the mission. They believe in the work that's being done. They are engaged. We often say that we expect boards to be involved uh, in terms of their work, their wealth, and their wisdom. Is there a certain percentage we're looking for in terms of board support or that should be uh, expected uh, of boards that uh, are supporting an organization? Well, 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 we would hope that 100% of the board can, can support the organization. We often ask that. We always ask that question. Is there board support not just for a project, but for ongoing operations, for general operations each year. So we ask that question, and the organizations that we see that are doing well, the board is, is supporting them, both in projects and in general support. If a board, if there's always a case where someone may not be able to support financially, but they do a lot 
in in kind. And of course, Steve, as you would imagine, every board, depending on the size of the organization, the Seattle Operas Board is going to be quite different from a small community theater in Kodiak, Alaska. So we have, there's a range. Uh, There's no set number, you know, amount, but we would expect 100% engagement. We would hope for 100% engagement. Yeah, every, the context is everything. And so we want them to help us understand that context. Well, this has been really fantastic, Lauren. Is there one other point that you would want to be sure and make to an organization as they think about the kind of project planning and strategic planning for a potential uh, project and a, and a grant request? Any final thoughts that you would want a group to be aware of? Well, one of the things that comes up to us uh, quite often is Oh, when when can we get this in? When when's the deadline? When's this? And it's always kind of refreshing to be able to say we have no deadlines. You come to us when you're ready, when you have your your highest strategic capacity building project that you know is well prepared. That is what I would like to impart, and I often do with organizations. I say that Murdoch Trust isn't going anywhere. Take your time and come to us when when all of the when the map is but unfolded, right? And you've seen the whole road, and you know how you're going to get from point A to point B. That's fantastic, and uh, I think you can see why people love it whenever uh, Lauren Dunlap is assigned as a program director uh, to help them guide the, their steps in this process. And that wraps up this episode of the MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust Podcast. For more information on writing great grants, as well as resources on fundraising, board development, leadership, team management, and a variety of other topics in the nonprofit space, please visit our website, murdochtrust.org. This episode of the MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust Podcast was recorded at the Luis Palau Association Studios in Beaverton, Oregon. Episode produced by Colby Reed with sound engineering by Doug Stewart and special thanks to Caden Howes. Music by Lobo Loco via the Free Music Archive. Copyright MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust 2020. All rights reserved.